We don't normally do this, but I just wanted to say welcome to November. And while many of you won't love November the way I do, because, well, quite frankly, based on where you live in the world, according to stats, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite holiday because I get to spend time with my loved ones and the people I care about the most. And even if you can't celebrate or even if you don't celebrate it, you can celebrate Movember. Movember stands for tackling prostate cancer, testicular cancer, men's mental health, and suicide prevention. Uh, and we all have a male in our lives or a man in our lives that we love and want to be around for even longer. So uh, do what you can to help raise awareness and support Movember. The Ugly Inside has done this for the past couple of years. Uh, you can actually help them support it by going to mobro.co slash the ugly inside. The link is in the show notes. Uh, and by the way, I am growing a mustache for Movember. Uh, I am going to ruin my family pictures. Uh, so hopefully you don't have to. All right. So head over to mobro.co slash the ugly inside and help support. All right. Uh, now let's get to the show. You're listening to the Southampton Delivery P -P -P Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. We don't lose a match, either we win or we learn. And today we learn. And now, your host, Matt Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markstone. I am the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that you enjoy it more than any of us, I think, enjoyed Saints' most recent performance against Everton in a match where we needed to pick up points. We needed to establish ourselves. We needed to show that something uh, was different. Some, there was some change happening in the squad, um, we didn't. We saw largely a lackluster performance. We saw players out of position. We saw substitutions that were too late. We saw a game that essentially we could not change or we failed to change. Uh, and at home, once again, this is the fourth consecutive loss, the first time that has happened uh, at St. Mary's. And this turns out just to be a really kind of upsetting time for a lot of us, I think. And the problems that we know that have been around for so long are starting to come together. They're starting to show through. The cracks uh, are becoming wider and wider, uh, and not just the crack between us uh, and the rest of the table, between the relegation zone and the rest of the table, but uh, the cracks within the team, the cracks within the kind of the fan base and uh, within the organizational structure uh, of the entire club. And it really is uh, frustrating, and it it is it's it's disheartening. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I am at. And I hope that uh, maybe hopefully you're doing a little bit better. And of course, it is just football. There are things in the world that are much more important than this. Uh, you know, hopefully you and your family uh, are safe and well wherever 
you are listening. But this week, we will talk with William Porteous. He is on Twitter at pirate underscore ST. He is a lifelong Southampton fan. We talk a little bit about that. You may have also heard from him earlier this week um, on the Total Saints podcast uh, where he's there talking about his film. We do the same here, a little bit longer extended version, kind of because, to be honest, I didn't want to talk about Everton. It was uh, it, it was kind of hard to to face the same thing over and over and not really have answers because uh, we're looking in from the outside. The things that seem like they should be obvious changes aren't happening, and it is a little bit disheartening. So um, I will put the exact moment we start talking about Saints in the show notes if you're not interested in the film. Although uh, for me, talking about the film was the uh, the most uh, kind of enjoyable portion of this. So uh, if you don't know William Porteous, you can get in touch with him, like I said, on Twitter at pirate underscore ST. If you're interested in the film itself, uh, you can get all the links on the website at somedaysardiamonds.co.uk. The link is in the show notes as well as a link to the Facebook page uh, and William Porteous's email is also down there. Um, William, of course, has been around. He's been on the Ugly Inside. He's been on the Saints FC podcast. Uh, he's kind of making the rounds now doing uh, some publicity for the film, which um, I don't like film and I enjoyed it. So you should uh, maybe give it a chance. Uh, it's definitely better than any 20 minute spell that Saints have put together uh, in at home, at least in the last, uh, I don't know, three years. That's tough to say. The thing is true. So uh, anyway, uh, like I said, if you're not interested in the film, that's fine. Uh, we will be back to kind of talking about Saints, I'm sure. Uh, in a in a regular sense next week, um, but anyway, special thanks to William for getting up uh, early. We flipped the script a little bit. Uh, usually, I get up super early and talk to a fan uh, or somebody uh, in the UK or somewhere else um, in the evening time, and, and instead, I stayed up late. He got up early, uh, and we made it happen. So, I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully, that is uh, like I said, uh, you f- you find some value in it. Um, you enjoyed the film. Uh, you enjoy the conversation that we have about the team. Even though I'm not sure we really uncover anything new, um, because let's face it, uh, it's kind of the same old stuff. But uh, I do have one thing to say that I want before we get into the actual conversation. Uh, we had a question come in on Instagram um, from Tan May, and I didn't really get a chance to address it. Um, William's daughter woke up, and that signaled the end of the recording, and that's fine. Um, but he he kind of asked, "What changes do you think we need to be a competitive side again?" I mentioned it all: board, coaches players. Um, and, and I've been, I had been kicking around the idea for some time of, uh, putting together a little video, um, that I chose to release on Monday. Uh, but that the, the final push to do that was from Tanmay's question. So thank you, Tanmay, uh, for doing that. I do appreciate that. Um, we do answer some questions. We don't have time for a lot because as I said, uh, William's daughter woke up and that signaled the end of what we were going to do. But, um, anyway, we're going into an international break. Um, so take your time, enjoy the episode. Um, as always, let us know any feedback you have. And make sure to visit somedaysardiamonds.co.uk and uh, check out William's film. All right. Uh, now let's get to the conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, talk to you soon. I'd like to welcome to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, William Porteous. You can find him on Twitter at pirate underscore ST. You can also find him on Facebook. Uh, and we'll talk about what that URL looks like in just a second. But uh, William, uh, welcome to the show. We have uh, flipped uh, normal recording time slots. Usually I'm, up, I'm the one up early in the morning, but uh, you're up early to uh, in hopes of getting this in before uh, your daughter wakes up. 
Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, getting up at like five to six in the morning for me is a lion. Seriously. So this is fine. I'm, I'm bright and breezy. <laughs> have you had? No, no coffee for me. Yeah. Have you had coffee? No, no, honestly, like water and um, a paracetamol. So I had one too many beers okay. last night. I had, and that, that for me basically means three beers. And uh, so, the, you know, one, that last one just, whoa, you know, that third beer, man, whoa, just went to my head. I, uh, I contemplated getting a beer right now before we started this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if I had half of it, I would start to, to nod off and I don't want to do that. Uh, I got to stay, got to stay oh, no. uh, present for the podcast. Uh, but I, I definitely... I don't know how old you are, but as I, as I get into, this is, people are going to want to shut up. I'm going to shut up, but like get into my thirties, like people, it's like, it's not good. Like I can't drink more than one or two without being uh, seriously hungover for, for no good reason. Yeah. I've, I've always been like that. I've always been horrendous with, with alcohol. Like I remember the first uh, hangover I ever had and I, I thought like God was I uh, opening my head and taking out my brain and putting in a, a hamster there in, in, in its place, which would have been quite interesting had he had done that. But, um, you know. Well, it would, it would have better prepared you for what Saints have put you through the last couple of seasons, that's for sure. Um, yeah, but this is this has felt more and more like some sort of strange experiment rather than like um, a relegation, flirtation. It does. It just feels like a, a psychological thing. I feel like I'm watching loads and loads of The Sopranos at the moment, and I just feel like I genuinely feel like we are Tony Soprano, and and we're being asked to like look after this ridiculous family, and and the more and more you think about it, like we we, we why hasn't why haven't we left? Why haven't some of us just gone? No, this is enough. Yeah. Like this is not this is not normal to like sustain this level of of letdown and abuse. So it's like, um, yeah, it's very enabling and it's very strange. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I, before I don't want to talk about that yet because that, that's going to be there. But uh, we have other stuff to to do. <laughs> um, people may recognize your voice. They may recognize your name because uh, you've been around uh, on other podcasts before. You've been on the Saints FC podcast several times. Um, I think. By the time this comes yep. out, people will have heard a little bit about it, uh, potentially on the Total Saints yep. podcast. But we do have people who don't listen to uh, either one of those, which always shocks me that people don't listen to all four or however many we have now. We have a, we have a, we have more more podcasts than points, as the joke goes now. Um, but it's you know uh, it, you know it, what let's let's talk a little bit just just about you. Uh, before we we get to that, and then I, we should I mean, you shouldn't bury the lead like this, but you you have a a new film out that we we are going to talk about a little bit because it's 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 cool and it's important, and I think people will uh, enjoy the conversation. So, um, just for those of people who don't know you, how did you get started? Just kind of supporting Saints in in the first place. Um, right. Well, I, I suppose like anyone, it's uh, it's against your will. You don't know what's happening, and it just happens to you um it it was my dad he, and uh, this sounds like a sort of weird uh, confession uh anyway um yeah it, it was my dad uh, <laughs> we went I, I went i went to the dell and it was god no, i think it was 91 1991 and we went to see uh, uh, forest at home and it was uh, uh just dreadful dreadful boring i can still remember like some of the cage barriers still being up at the sides and stuff and it was just one of those one all drawers of under gray leaden skies where you're just like how can i sustain this as a human being and i was like 10 years old um 
some reason I managed to sustain it. I think the next one we went to was actually under lights. It was against Wimbledon. Okay. So it was actually, you know, that, that first time you, you go into a stadium when it's under lights and it's arresting and you just, wow, the panoramic mm-hmm. view, the fans, the atmosphere. That Back then it was the stench, stench of beer as well. It, it was everything and, and the, the, the scent of the, the grass. It was hit your senses, you know, in every single way. And that was it. I was like, oh, okay, that's football. And then I, I can't remember the result. I can I can barely remember anything. But, um, yeah, that, that was it, really. Yeah, totally, 100% in. But before that, it was actually Aldershot Town, which is a, a team in Hampshire. And that, that first game, I, I saw they, they, Aldershot won 6-2, mate. So I kind of should have gone and followed them, really. Yeah. In the, the first ever professional football match that I, I watched was 5-3. I saw an indirect free kick given inside the penalty area, uh, inside the six-yard box, yeah. actually. Um, I saw a, a group of, we'll call them ultras, even though they're they're pretty cringy, um, just uh, yelling at the opposition goalkeeper uh, the entire second yeah. half, hey, keeper, we all <laughs> effed your grandma the entire 45 minutes of the second half. <laughs> and, and I got home, and having seen this like eight-goal thriller gone like, this this seems like a great sport. Like I can't wait to just get you right. know fully behind this, uh, and then you know yeah. not seeing another goal the next four matches I went to. So, uh, oh, it's, no, it's but it, but terrible. it's all right. Like it it is what it is, right? It's just yeah. I mean I well we've got the FA Cup now, so like just the first round started like on Friday uh-huh. night, and it was uh, Dulwich versus Carlisle. I, I live in Sydenham in southeast London. So that ground is, I've been to quite a few times and, and it was amazing. You know, the football quality, it wasn't, you know, up there, it wasn't anything special, but it, you know, you learn over the years to, you're, that's not what you're looking for. And it, and it's, it's something else. It's the fans, passion and the up and at them and the David versus Goliath kind uh-huh. of thing. And it's, and it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Is, is that what drew, drew you into football then? Um, you know, it was, for me, it was my son. For me, it was uh, the the time that I went and saw that football match. That was just a, a random kind of. We were in a, a city for work, and it was something to do at night. They gave us discounts on tickets, and we did it, and it was great. Um, and yeah. but but for to actually get into it and start learning about it and watching it was my son. He want he wanted to quit playing baseball and start playing football, and I'm I'm pretty yeah. obsessive, and so I'm like, all right, let's let's go. And it turned into this. I mean, it's it's been a long time now, and and here I am at you know, 10, 20 PM on a Saturday night. And this is like what I've been looking forward to all day. Not that I don't enjoy watching my kids play, but like they're, they're not, they're, they're not as it's good. It's cool that you're passionate about it. It's really, really amazing. I've listened to so many of your shows. It's like, it, yeah, your passion obsession is, is what gets you over the line. You know, it's what gets this show over the line. That's very commendable. my friend. Thank you. It's, it's, very sometimes it's not there. Like sometimes you'll, you'll, I mean, I'm looking at my outline today going like, you know, these things should have been taken care of you know, before I was on, on Skype with you. But it's it's hard when, you know, I'm, I'm rewatching the game and going like, you know, because I, I was kind of following the second half of my phone because we were uh, at the field for, for my daughter's my daughter's stuff. But like, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of trying to rewatch, but it's like I already know what happens. And or, you know, I know the final yeah. score. And so I'm just looking for, you know, major places where we mess up so I can talk about it. And that's not that's not fun. Like, I'd rather. You know. Yeah, that's what it's that's what it's turned yeah, into. Yeah, um, but I mean, so, so I, you didn't really have a choice though getting into it. Uh, I did. I don't. I don't no. know. What, I don't know what that says. I don't know what's better or worse there. Um, 
But uh, you, you live in London, so do you? When, when the team, like next, I think next time we play, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, at Arsenal. Is that something you'll try to go to if you can? Um, well, I've been to the Arsenal game a couple of times now, and it, and it's um, it's a funny one because the last time I went was under Hughes, and we got uh, we got beaten three mm-hmm. two, and Long got two, I think. I was it one or two goals? I can't remember. Um, and that was actually kind of interesting. I, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, no one expected us to get anything there, so that was. That, but I, I don't know if I'll go again. I, I, geez, Louise, you know. But then again, we're better away from home, so perhaps I will right. do. Uh, I, I mean. It's, it, that is going to be an interesting match because I like, would have had two weeks off, wouldn't yeah. we? And the way things are going now, you, you, people are talking quite closely, seriously rather, about Ralph's departure, which is completely unthinkable, you know, six months ago, hell, um, a week ago. So, oh, God, it's so, it's just it's diabolical, really. But I don't know whether I'm leading you down the wrong path talking about saints like this. And, and <laughs> you know, because you're, you're, you're very well... Um, programmed you know you've got a good schedule i don't want to screw it up for you uh, we'll make we'll make the, the the schedule work don't don't worry about it too much but um i want to talk a little bit about um your work because you've done you know you've been on the ugly inside you've been on the saints of sea podcast but that's not work that's fun you've done a politics podcast in the past uh which i, yeah. I went back and listened to a couple episodes of and don't i mean as much as i follow british politics which i don't um as much as I, other than through twitter uh that that show seemed pretty intense like there was a lot a lot going on for a really long time and i don't know when when did that kind of passion project or when did that kind of when did when did that start for you the the idea to start that podcast and choose to go down that route i i think it's really funny I, I got really involved with a political party over here called the liberal democrats mm-hmm. and obviously most of the people listening to this are going to know know them as the lib dems and and either laugh at that or um go oh okay um yeah it, i don't know i and i i love podcasting i always have done so much as i started listening to podcasts like mark maron's podcast um like all of about 10 years ago and that back then was the only real podcast yeah. around and 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 slowly but surely i've sort of built my you know confidence up to go well maybe i could do this myself well maybe and uh, truth is yeah you can and it's it's easy well you know depending on what level you want to take it to and i and i thought i really really want to do politics you know and it just made sense and then i i didn't know how the show was even going to run and i just thought i'll just get this local guy on that i go canvassing with and we'll just talk about the Lib Dems. Um, my God, that sounds shockingly dull and pathetic, but it's true. Um, you can't hide from the truth. And and so, yeah, that evolved into then interviewing, uh, you know, members of parliament and political figures and, and uh, some celebrities here and there. Um, and like Nick Clegg and all that lot and Anna Subri, Tory party, um God, I, I, I had an interview with a guy called Michael Heseltine, Lord Heseltine, who was a big, big guy back in the 90s uh, in under a Thatcher government. Okay. And we, we, we had a pretty innocuous conversation. Basically, we were in the middle of this interview and he said that he'd prefer a, a Labour government uh, to Brexit. And I thought, you yeah, know, that's pretty innocuous. And then the next thing I know, like a couple of weeks later, it's all over the um, front of the Guardian, like about yeah, for like a couple of days over Christmas, a couple of years ago, and it blew the podcast wide open. We got every like you know got a really good listenership. Um, 
but yeah, and, and, and it was crazy, crazy time. And that sort of, and then, I don't know, just slowly but surely over about the next six months, just got more and more tired of having to do it. And, and the kickback wasn't as exciting. Like, so for example, with all the Saints channels that I'm involved with or just have chatted on, that you know, there's feedback and there's love and yeah. there's banter. For that, there was nothing. So I just sort of hang my, hang my hat up, so to speak. So which is fine now because I can get on and do films. Yeah, so it wasn't difficult for you to give up after kind of all that? No, I don't think so. I think the problem is with me is I, I, I'm like you. I get very passionate about stuff. And if it doesn't kind of work out within the first year or so, I start like turning in on myself if I'm really honest about it. You know, the in- insecurities start coming Yeah, out. And I just thought, geez, Louise, you know, I think it's better for my mental health that I just give this up. I mean... It's so bizarre. Like there's 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 no given like um, right or for anybody to have their creativity just listened to by everyone in the world. You know, you've got to earn it and you've got to get it out there. But I, 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 um, I just didn't really compute with that. You know, and and the ridiculous thing was I was getting some amazing guests on my show. You know, real A grade stuff. And uh, I just, I'm not bitter that I gave it up. I just sort of, I don't know. Any any normal person would have said, okay, hang on. This guy is in his van gardening. He's just parked his van up, and now he's going to interview Michael Heseltine, <laughs> uh, this major political figure. And then the interview's over. Get back in the train. Get back on the train. Go and get get in my van, and then go back gardening yeah. again. It's it's truly it's like something out of a, a Nick Hornby book, you know. And um, I just thought that's quite an interesting USP, but no one else seemed to think it was. So it's a bit gutted, really. Yeah, and. and- and then people should know also you are indeed a gardener, right? That, that that's, your, that's, your, yeah. that's your day by day kind of thing. And I know some of the listeners to the show are also gardeners. So hopefully that's, uh, and you live in a separate areas, guys. So like there's no competition. That's, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Ha- there, there aren't any. I mean, I, I, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful job, my friend. Not at the moment. Obviously, it's getting a little bit chilly around the old uh, ankles. Yes. But, um, it's oh my goodness it is freeing you know it's just me and my two dogs in in the van and and it's wonderful it's really chilled it's yeah nice. well you're outside you're working with your hands you're you're you know you smell the soil you yep. see the flowers you do all that stuff and that's it's got to be every day i every day i smell the soil and in my hands and i, I rub it on my neck and on my <laughs> chest and i thank god i'm alive that's right. It's the, one day we will all be back in that, you know, and and so it's nice to. Yeah. Well, the way California's going at the moment, goodness me. Well, I'm not sure if it's going to be the earthquakes, the uh, rising sea levels, or the fires, but one one of yeah. them is bound to get us, or well, it'll be the people from the states east of us as we try to go there. They'll they'll end it for us. So I don't know. Yeah. Or Trump will just turn up in a massive helicopter and just drop a <laughs> bomb on California for whatever reason. Yeah, we're not we're not his favorite. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that's okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird thing, but, um, I mean, it, I guess let's talk a little bit about the film and, and people will ask like, when do we get to saints? I don't know because we're trying to avoid it. Um, w- without a doubt. <laughs> um, but so you, this is your first film, right? It, and it's called, it's called the name, right? That's correct. Yeah. First film it's, um, it's a short film. It's like 20 minutes long. Uh, it's got a, just a, a small two-cast um, uh, ensemble. Uh, the, the main guy, Tim Bentink, is uh, probably very familiar to some of you guys who know the Archer's radio show on Radio 4. He plays David Archer. He's played him for like 36 years, I think. 
and yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty um I just, it's, it's an interesting adventure you know because I've, I've done a little bit with this um filmmaker colin previously uh, on a local comedy pilot in a shot in my old hometown of guildford and we, that was about 30 minutes long and that was about four or five years ago and truthfully it, it was a very exhausting process and um Again, it was a real trial uh, trying to get that one like noticed and picked up by some uh, networks, and it didn't didn't happen. Uh, and I just I don't know. Then then I, something else came along. I think I ended up meeting my now wife, and I just sort of put that on the back burner. So I just whilst things settled down with the podcast, I was like, oh, I wonder what Colin's up to, and what have you. But uh, yeah, it didn't. Um, it was a really easy process. The making of the film itself, writing it was pretty easy, and um, it was just the, the technical issues at the end of the film. But it's amazing to have it there for everyone for everyone to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, sitting down to, to write the film, or was it, some, was it this, an idea or a story or something that you had kind of in, floating around in the back of your head? Or was it something that you, you talked to Colin and said, okay, I'm going to write this film, let's do this film, and then you sat down and wrote it? Well, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't know. I, I, I was saying this to my, to my friend the other day that it it was a kind of a, a cry to get out of the city and be creative in some capacity. And I love living in London, but I come from the countryside okay. and I was desperate to write something for the countryside. And it just came to my head, oh, you know, I really want to write something for this guy, Tim. You know, he's such a, he's such a great actor. He's so, he's so open-minded. What could we do together? So I, I just, in my head, I just, I, what, what would I do? I, I don't know. Let's say he's a second-hand car salesman. He's a, a you know piece of crap, that kind yeah. of guy. Stick, you know, not a very nice person. Stick him in the middle of a field. Okay, well, let's go from there. And then it just built built up from there. Um, I'm I'm always really at pains to know whether I'm spoiling a film by talking about it too much. But basically, you know, he he wakes up in this middle of the field and he's only got he's got a random phone that's been planted on him, and he's got like a single match, and that's you know that's it. He, he's then just sent clues from the phone and the film develops from there. And I just thought, run with it, you know, because so much of writing is, um, it's being like chased through a jungle by a pack of wild animals. It's like, just keep running, keep running and, and stop when they, that stops, yeah. you know, it's like stop when the animals are stopped chasing you because it's like, if you stop and analyze it, it's going to ruin it and it's going to take all the natural flow out of it. So I just kept writing and this this random random little film came out and it is it's pretty pretty bizarre it leads a lot to the imagination it leaves a lot of space to the to the viewer to make up his or her mind you know what's going on as opposed to putting everything on the nose you know because I think nowadays you see a lot of films that are either super Coheny brothers like no country for old mm-hmm. men uh, that leave you up to your own devices or, you know, you've got super on the nose, Gerard Butler blowing up the House of Parliament. It's like, okay, blimey, Charlie. So this is kind of a bit of yeah. everything, minus obviously the $16 billion budget. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like somebody asked me the other day, uh, it was actually for a, a preview of the Everton match on, a, on an Everton YouTube channel. They asked me, so you're from California? And, you know, they just went straight into movie stuff. And I go, look, I got to tell you, like, I, I, don't, I don't watch film. Like, I, I don't watch movies very often. My wife hates it. Uh, we went to a movie on our first date. I fell asleep four times. Um, I just, wow. I'm not good at it. And so, uh, 
it doesn't matter what you do to me to stay awake for an entire like hour and a half long film or something like that. It's, it's just, it just doesn't happen. Well, you're constantly, you're constantly exhausted, my friend. And you're a teacher. You see that that's the thing. It's like, I did that with, um, uh, 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 death of Stalin. I went into the cinema, uh, Armando Anucci, one of the greatest writers of all time. And, and I, I went in to watch that and I fell asleep. I was just, it didn't, it doesn't matter sometimes how good the film right. is, you know? And uh, the other thing is you wake up, from this 10 minute nap and you go, yeah, I just got a 10 minute yeah. nap in. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> you know, people are looking at you going, dude, you've been snoring for 10 freaking yeah. minutes. You ruined the film yeah. for me. I'm like, I don't care. I just got 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's my life. If I can sit, if I sit down, I will go to sleep, which is not, it's not, it's not a great, great thing. And, and I'm reading a book right now on sleep and it says, uh, that's not good. Uh, which is it, it, everything <laughs> I'm reading in there is as depressing as the saint season. Um, but oh. it's okay. Um, so, I mean, when, I guess, how long did the film take you guys to, to kind of put together once you started shooting and, and how was the process of you kind of showing it to, to Colin and, and what kind of feedback was he able to give you before you went out and, and was able to kind of put the camera the angles together and the shots together? Cause I think it was just you guys kind of, kind of doing it, right? It wasn't a big crew. It was just kind of a, uh, you guys, you guys did, did the whole kind of running gun thing. Yeah, exactly. It was just me and Colin, and I, I wrote it. I, 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 we went to, um, we had like a five-week uh, holiday in Sri Lanka last uh, last winter, and I know that sounds really posh, but who cares? You got to travel sometimes, right. kids. And I, I took my laptop with me, thinking if I don't use this, oh my god, this is just a shocking waste of time and effort. And I just, I, I made the effort. You know, I, I sat down, started writing it, sent like. I don't know how many drafts to Tim and he just kept on giving me uh, inform- like, you know, little fee- feedback here and there. And like, likewise with Colin and I came back from Sri Lanka and I had a, a script ready to go. Um, and in terms of, of, of filming it, uh, it was, yeah, it was just me and Colin and it was over, it was over one day in the South of England. We had three locations and I think I heard someone say that actually, limited budget can be and, and restrictions can be really helpful because you, you, you know you you only you can only write then to a certain specification and that's kind of helpful yeah. and I, I literally wrote this film with the locations in a straight line from this little village called Chiddingfold which then follows the A283 down to Petworth Park down to Chichester and and then then back up it was it was super easy and all the locations are absolutely stunning you know they we, the, the weather on the day was ridiculous it was just maddening not maddening maddening in in an unbelievable way like the british weather the next day it was drizzly and rainy that day was like california uh, you know venice beach stunning and and it it just made the film look um i'm running out of superlatives i always do but it made it look i don't know cool just really lovely yeah so and specifically the last scene and it was and it, it was just crazy the sun setting behind us as as the last scene was was going down and 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 colin and i were choking up with with the actors doing such a damn good yeah. job and it was something out of the revenant because they said they filmed that in in natural daylight except they did it obviously for like months and nearly killed people because it was so cold and hard right. um but yeah it was it was it was a real you know i don't know why in, in anything you, in life you just do it to to feel like you're actually living your life yeah to be creative you know and i, I think you'll you'll have that you'll experience that and with this podcast and and i know that john over at uh, saints fc podcast and ben and freddie you know they're all the same 
you know, it's what are you going to do? Like say something about your life, do something with it. And I always encourage people to be creative because you, you never know what can come from that. And I hope with this film that it's a little stepping stone to something else. We're, we're, we're literally recording our, well, we're going, I don't know what you call it in like post-production at the moment for our first full feature yeah. film, which starts in like two and a half weeks. And that's the slightly bigger cast. That's like five cast members. It's not, again, it's super low budgets, but you never know what can happen. It's, it's this time it's four members of the Archers which is crazy, the radio show. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know, where life leads you sometimes when you start saying yes to things. Right, you know? right, right, yeah. And opening yourself up to possibilities and, and just kind of, you know, yeah. being willing to, to run with an idea and, and also having the, the freedom to be able to do that, I guess, is, is also uh, important. And a lot of times people feel like they like they can't. And, and I guess just thinking about kind of being a teacher, like sometimes that you just want the kids to just go like, just try it. Like, you know, you know, it doesn't mean yeah. it's a, it's a complete lifestyle change, but just try it, give it a chance and see you, you may really, you may really wind up enjoying yourself and liking it and find something you are passionate well, yeah, about. That, that, that's what life, well, yeah, that's what life is all about. It, it, it takes you in different journeys, like watching, even just as simple as just watching different, I don't know, Netflix TV series or a, a different like way of something being filmed or different set of dialogue you know i i, I feel like glenn gary glenn ross is is one of the most amazing movies it's like a, a play if you haven't seen it before um it was turned in then turned into a film it's absolutely a stunning film and you've got films like dog day afternoon with like pacino in as his absolute best and some of the greatest writing you could ever imagine um it's you just I just stumble across these films by accident. It's not like oh I'm going to sit down and try and be and, and be inspired this afternoon. I'm just going to stick a film on and see if it's any good. And then you're just like, what film can be made like that? Can you imagine how people felt when they first saw Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs? Jeez yeah. Louise, yes please. You know, I, I, but, I remember um, watching Pulp Fiction as a kid. Um, my my mom was watching it in the front room. And so I went out the back door and came around to the sliding glass door and watched it with no audio, just through the, uh, through like through the blinds. And then, oh uh, yeah, but that's what I remember. I just remember drugs and, and blood. That. I love that. Yeah. There's loads of it. Loads of it. I mean, I, I remember the scene in Reservoir Dogs, um, where something happens to a policeman's ear, which isn't particularly nice. And I remember being traumatized <laughs> by that, but, but the way it's filmed, um, I don't know. In in another, in another way, it's like you know, it's art. And I was very young, but it was still like traumatized, but also turned on in, in a way I, I never realized. It's like from dusk till dawn it, it, again. You know, that that's another film that takes such an insane twist that you can't quite believe it, but you you go with it. And that's the mark of an amazing film, isn't it? Something that's a bit different, and you go with it. And and I hope the name my film is a bit like that. You know, I mean, you definitely have to go with this yeah. film. You know, it's it's on the nose in certain places, so you're not going to get lost. But it's it is a bit wacky yeah. to say the absolutely, least. yeah. Well, I, I I think people will enjoy it. Um, it's it's beautifully shot. It's well done. So uh, just you know, congratulations on on getting that project. You know, I, I guess to completion and putting it up for people to to see because that is, I mean, it's it's somewhat nerve wracking. I worry about it every single week, or you know, whenever I put out the the podcast or the newsletter, there's always some there's always a slight hesitation to push, you know, publish or go. And last week I made a mistake on the newsletter. 
I left somebody else's, uh, you know, they wrote this in the bottom and they didn't write that cause it was pretty garbage and I wrote it, but, right. um, they, yeah. they can take the hate mail instead. Um, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny cause I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to do that with my, with the Limehouse podcast every week, you know, you'd, you'd have a huge interview and you're just about to load it up for the entire world to hear and all kinds of insecurities. And then like worries and I don't know, what do you call them? Like, uh, goalkeepers have them i can never remember what it's called that word superstition yeah. i always get hung up on that word um you know what all religion is based on and i'm just like um just put it up just do it just put it up sit back and chill out and yeah lo and behold that is a really good mantra to just take into life yeah. you know it's like there's a really good film po- podcast over here by uh, mark kermode and simon mayo and they go they, they use this sort of just you just do it attitude with everything it's like how do you play a guitar? Well, you just play a guitar. You know, how do you make a film? You just make a film. In life, that is quite a cool thing to use. It's like, how do you win a game of football, Saints? You just win a game of football. How, how do you tell a, a defender to defend? You just tell him to defend. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, obviously, slightly more complex. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But but you have to go do it, right? And and I guess to, to Ralph Hasenhudel, you know, how do you pick a team with uh, without putting fullbacks in their proper positions, and the truth is, you just put a team out and tell the other guys to play fullback instead, um, yeah. and then we'll watch them make mistakes. That'll cost us right. games. It'll exactly. be great. Exactly. Um, I am. Um, I'm. I'm aware. I haven't um, plugged where you can actually see this film, which is true to the nature of my lack of professionality. Uh, but you know, professionalism rather. I just made a, a new word. That's quite go exciting. with it. But um, yes, yeah, so, yeah. You can. Um, you can see the film um, on our website, which is somedaysarediamonds.co.uk. Uh, and uh, you can see it on Facebook if you're on if that persuasion. And that is the name film. You can, that's a, a page. You can find all this stuff out on there. Um, but yes, yeah, some, some Days Are Diamonds, I thought you might like, because that's a Tom Petty. Yeah, record. absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. So. And, and yeah, I think I, I think I watched it on YouTube. Oh, right, brilliant. There you go. You see, you know, the, the website is so basic, but I just didn't know, you know, so you, everybody needs uh, a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a website. That's right. And I just thought, I've just got to crack on and do it. It looks a little bit GCSE, um, A-level uh, sort of website from the, 1990, from the 1990s. However, it serves a purpose. That's right. That's right. It, um, it, yeah. It's there for people to find. And uh, links to all of those things are in the show notes from your Twitter to uh, the Facebook page uh, to the website and the YouTube channel, everything's down there uh, for people to see. And so they, they can go, they can go do that. And and now we have to actually talk about this, <laughs> this team. Um, we've done well though. We have, uh, you've taken me on a journey. Yes. Uh, it, it's about the film <laughs> length of the film that we've managed to not talk about things. That's pretty good uh, for now. Yeah. Um, right. So if your daughter wants to wake up now and just, we'll end it right here. <laughs> that would be great. Um, I've got a dog in the room. She might start barking or something. Okay. You know? All right. Um, so, I mean, we, we mentioned, you know, uh, another, another curious uh, selection from, from Ralph, obviously with Bertrand out, uh, Bertrand's out suspended uh, from the straight red a couple of games ago. Uh, Hoiberg is out with a concussion, which we didn't know until uh, about game time or when the lineups came out. Um, but lineup with a back five, um, Alex McCarthy in goal, Cedric, Jack Stevens, Yannick Vestergaard, Jan Bednarak, and then Stuart Armstrong playing at right back with Cedric playing at left back, uh, two in the middle with, uh, Ori Romeo and Ward Prowse, uh, and then a front three of Janapo, uh, 
Redmond and Ings. Um, I mean, looking at it, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, who was going to be where. Uh, really not. I mean, we've tried how many different players now at, at right back between Ward Prowse yeah. and and I think Bednarak at one point, and and now Armstrong. I think Danzo's played over there. Danzo's played a left back, and it just seems a bit of a mess. But when you uh, you know were looking at the lineup on Twitter or uh, getting ready to listen on the radio, what was you know what was your thoughts kind of going in today, given that. You know, we need points in the Premier League. We we haven't been home since the uh, the Leicester City match, and we put in a great performance yeah. last weekend, but didn't get anything. Um, and then we come out and kind of uh, kind of do what we did today, but or or Saturday. But uh, what what were your thoughts just based on the lineup and and just before game time? Well, um, I guess before game time, like a lot of people, I I think that we had the attitude of we we switched off a bit um, uh, in terms of giving a giving a crap you know i i looked at the lineup and laughed uh not necessarily in an evil way not like a james bond villain kind of way but it was just like a <laughs> armstrong's playing where now and um, okay uh how many do we want to lose by today i see just just fine uh but then again you know you go through the rest of the team you're like yeah that's pretty standard i don't know why hoiberg's not featuring at all and then like you said you know you just find out just before the game drops it's concussed it's like geez you know what did that did that happen in like literally the match warm-up or okay so yeah you just go with it you just hope that ralph's gonna put it out the bag again you know and you just you just think well he knows what he's doing he'll be fine at least he's got mccarthy in goal he's learning slowly there but I, I I didn't know what to think, to be honest, mate. I mean, I did say 2-1 Saints as a prediction on my Twitter account um, previously. And I thought that was and that was being realistic. I, generally, I think that's kind of like a realistic scoreline. That's not out the out crazy, crazy land. But then, like you were mentioning, Man City away. We got, you know, not where well, we got, you know, defeated 3-1 in the, in the cup. And then that 2-1, it almost felt like a victory, but it's not it's it's a point and it wasn't sorry it wasn't even a point it was a point almost a point and and the the, you know exactly it's not it's not three points though is it and it and we still lost so it doesn't do anything and and if you fundamentally lose and you go well we're going to take all the positives into the next game i mean how many times can you keep saying we're going to take positives into the next game you know how many more bloody times well i don't know because i don't think there there's not there's much you can take from this one you know and, no. and I mean, you know, this from, from podcasting and, and filmmaking and everything else, like, you know, sometimes you don't get a next time there isn't, you know, some people will yeah. give you a, a second chance, but every time you have a, a below par performance, uh, you lose people. And eventually the yeah. people that, that really have your back kind of go like, like, I can only have your back for so long. And yeah, especially in yeah. my and God, it gets harder and harder each week to, to kind of come out and go like, you know, I'm really searching for, for, for positives here. You know, I'm really, you know, clutching at straws to try to find some sliver of, you know, Oh, this is what we're going to do well next time. Because at this point, um, I think, you know, it's like some, not unlike some other teams, like we, we, there are other teams that do this as well, but like there is no consistency from week to week. There's no, uh, progression. There's no kind of we're making this step or we're going to hang out here for a while and then we're going to make another step. It's it's yeah. it's up and down every single week, yeah. um, and it's it's disappointing to to come off of a performance like last week and then come into to yeah. and do something like we did t- uh, on Saturday. Like it's just so 
it's, de- it's deflating. It's, it's hard to kind of get excited yeah. about, about the team. And, you know, cause I don't want to sit here and, and doubt the, how I don't want to sit here and doubt the manager or the players or anything else, but it was, I mean, I was not, I was not a happy camper this, that, the, that first half yeah. today. I was, if you read through my Twitter feed, it was, it was not a nice thing to, to witness. And, uh, my daughter was like, what do you, dad, you're not supposed to use those words. And I'm like, well, fine. I won't send it then. <laughs> I, I, I also yeah. didn't realize she was sitting behind me re- reading my screen, which is not great. Um, Daddy, why are you writing those yeah. words? Dad, Get away from me. Dad, Dad do you do that? Do you, do you use those words a lot? I was like, <laughs> what? The, no, this is a predictive text. This is nothing to do with me. Your daddy's lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Super, super. That, Super clean. That's where we are now, isn't it? We've got we were they were putting free scarves out on the seats, and by they were getting thrown on the pitch by the end of the match. You know, it's like that's that's the state of the club right now. Uh, we were light sh- light shows before the match and, and fireworks to distract everyone from what's really going on, or at least attempt to. Um, I mean, I feel sorry, most sorry for for you because I I have um, a similar situation with you, but with the Bundesliga, I I, I love. German football and I'm I'm still haven't quite picked a team it's been a, like two seasons now uh, and I've I got the feeling I get the feeling that whichever team I pick will then suddenly turn into complete crap <laughs> and I feel sorry for you man because I know when you started watching Saints we were doing mm-hmm. damn well right and that can couldn't have been any more exciting you know I can't remember which era you picked us up on but like whether it was, was it Kuma? Just before. So I was watching just before. Oh, you lucky. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah it was great. That's like biting <laughs> into like several profiteroles and picking up like the most insane craft beer and just going, yes, I have won the lottery. And then, yeah, and then, and then God. not ever doing, being able to do that again or find that again, you know? Yeah. No, and that's it. We've, we've been chase, chasing that dream. And the sad thing is that that dream was. Was it, that was a, that wasn't a dream? That was a reality. We were doing incredibly well, and now, now we're chasing it, and we have no idea because we've got the completely wrong personnel to do that, both on and off the pitch. And I mean, I say this in a sort of a macro sense, uh, rather than attacking the micro, because I don't. No one knows what the micro is because no one knows what Gal's all about. Um, which is again football in its essence, isn't it? Really, what's going on? Is it the dressing room? Is it the manager? Is it the board? Is it is it is it the fans? You know, is it? the states of the blade of grass on the pitch, you know, we just don't, we don't really know. And, and it's, and it's ultimately um, devastating. And there's no way that I can see this turning around this season because we had Ralph Harsenhut, one of the most exciting progressive managers we could have ever have hoped to have got. And we all know that. And we, were, we there's none of us really that would have, would, would be um, going against that that thought because we all love him we all were so super excited about getting him in and and you know look at i mean just think about that away game against huddersfield and over femi and, and what have you all the um you know, the matches that we've turned around in the past under harsten and the, just the, the team in general it's just bizarre how it's all fallen apart like what on earth is going on like i i i'm not as in involved with the club as you know as say like you know adam leach what have you for the daily echo but i mean ralph sounded dejected as hell yesterday on on the radio solent uh post-match interview it it was not pleasant man yeah no i'm more than one person said this is as as you know, sad or dejected or, uh, you know, down as they've heard him. And, and the sad thing is that that's happened now a couple of weeks 
running, you know, after yeah. the Leicester City defeat, he was like that. Uh, a couple of matches before that, he he was not, you know, um, I, I'd want to see him, I almost want to see him angry. Like, I want him to be so fiery that they go, actually, you know, we can't, this is daytime television, basically. You know, we can't yeah. run with that right now. Well, Matt, Matt, um, Matthew, honestly, I think it's gone, I think it's really funny how it's gone from uh, the joy and, and genuine, like, reasons for optimism straight to the bottom Yeah. Um, in, in literally no time. There's There's been no time for anger. It's gone from really, really good to complete shock and, oh, my God, this isn't working within... Right one match okay obviously that those of us that are watching closer than that know that the 9-0 wasn't the that was more like the catalyst the sort of the uh, the moment of of okay okay something's really wrong at saints yeah but any any of us know that losing 3-0 opening game of the season against burnley away or at home is not a good thing you know that's that's something oh we didn't have the right system yeah we didn't have the right system the blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. well why not i mean you've had the whole of the preseason, you had a like the whole of the the season you came in before as well. What's going on, man? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 we all have so many questions, and it's, you know, we we can read through Twitter, and people are 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 giving out answers. You know, everybody knows what's wrong with the team, and I think some things are are quite clear. Like if you play guys out of position, they oh will make God. mistakes they wouldn't normally make if you play them in position because they're not used to playing that position. Yes, they are footballers. Yeah. They can still dribble and pass and do those things. Mm. Uh, and we struggle with that. I mean, if you look at our 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 pass map and you look at uh, uh, you know our, our average positioning today and and where our shots came from and how many shots we had, like it wasn't very good. But no, it's appalling. Well, Danny Ings' first shot was in the fiftieth minute or something, and we, when we scored and, or something before that, and it was just. Uh, the, the ironic cheer went up around the ground and you know that that is a, i mean that's a that's a damning indictment man like we are playing at home uh, yeah meant to be a progressive football playing team under a really uh, yeah you know like what progressive football manager yeah it's got yeah. an incredible reputation and it's well who do you blame who the hell do you blame here and and yeah like you said playing players out of position is mind-numbing that, that, that's just that's for me is the death rattle because it's all very well and good saying you know players are out we're, we're really limited in certain positions it's like i'm pretty sure you've got a youth team not a youth team but academy player that's got a, a more than enough ability to fit in on on the right or the left flank or in a central defense or midfield or attack yeah just, just give them a go i mean not just give them a go i know that is really easy it's just like sort of saying we're going to solve these problems you know just you know glossing over them like that it's it's a bit naive of me to say it but it it's better than putting freaking armstrong down there it's better than putting danso continually on the left or the right or what have you and he's clearly a, a talented football player yeah um he he but he's meant to be playing the center can't you, can't you just put him in the center of defense could you just just put him there you know center back could you just do that no um and but then you look at um Gineppo, like who seems to be a game game changing player we score you know Buffal sets up the goal beautiful skill but, but then we score and then we just seem to just drop off the pace. We just seem to go, well, I mean, we, we are playing at home and we do like to lose. So let's revert to that. And yeah, you give a, you give even a rubbish team like Everton the chances and they put them away, as it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk a little bit uh, about the goals, um, you know, because we go down almost instantly uh, from a corner and 
I've watched it back over and over and over, and I can't decide who to be the most upset with, but it just seems like nobody marks Tom, Tom Davies at all. Um, that he is just allowed to, to run freely to the back post and Bednarak and McCarthy are left to try to cover, but uh, Bednarak was, was on somebody else. And, uh, uh I, I don't know if it was, again, was Armstrong, uh-huh. but I also have a, a bone to pick with Vestergaard at the front post who, uh, if you, if you get to watch the replay, kind of whips his head at the cross after it's already been headed away from him, uh, oh, after it's yeah. already been flicked on. Well, he's under the ocean, man, because he's the Titanic. So he's still like, (laughs) you know, he's wrestling scars from an iceberg and he's submerged for many years now. So that's probably why. It was it was just one of those things where this is the the worst thing that could happen to us is is this right now. And then and then you just but in my head, I just go, okay, now we need to like there needs now we need to respond. Right. If we respond and we come and, and then then we'll be okay. And there's not. And by the time we got to halftime, uh, I was I was pretty upset. Like, and I had to to leave. I had to go do stuff. And so, I, I that's not the 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 45 minutes of, of Saints football I wanted to watch before I, I left to go to take on the rest of my day. Like that was yeah. did not put me in a great mood. Um, well, of course not. But I mean, dude, like that's what you said there. Like, where was the response? Was my that was my feeling with Ralph's uh, full time interview. I was I was very much like, well, okay. Teams do go down early, you know. That does happen an awful lot in football. And they don't lie down and take it because they have the personnel and mentality to come back and fight and actually use that as even more um, motivation. You know, we will not lose. This is yeah. an absolutely paramount um, game, performance. And I, they just don't have the belief, uh, the passion, the fire for it. You know, where where the, where there were players before that were up for that, the fight, you know, um, the likes of Romeo and uh, Hoiberg, those guys, well, Hoiberg wasn't even featured today on, on you know, the starting lineup or right. subs bench. So you're thinking, well, who's going to get us out of this? You know, who? I mean, Redmond's a great little player, but he's no leader. Um, geez, Louise, what about this starting spine of the, the team? McCarthy's been rejected and only finally just brought back into the team. He, he Clearly, he's not in a position to lead us. So then you go Yoshi, but, you know, yikes. I don't know. Clearly, that's not working Like in terms of either his performances and him just being on the pitch. And then, um, yeah, you're running. I mean, who else? James Ward-Prowse, no way. Like, Jimmy, I've always said, like, he's... Um, and I'll get lambasted for this, but he's a good championship player. He could do really well in the championship. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. Like I think we would be good, better in the championship. I think all of us would enjoy football way more if we were back in a league where we sort of win, say, 60% of our matches and we enjoy a day out as opposed to being ripped off and having our face rubbed in the dirt, you know. And I, I, I'll be happy to see us get relegated, frankly. And I, I don't see anything that's going to change that. I, I You know, I, a, a manager fanning around with various positions, putting square pegs in round holes, etc. That is, for me, relegation. Um, and we've, we've got some amazing players, though. That, that's what I don't understand. Gineppo, Buffal, Ings, Redmond, amazing, ta- uh, you know, attacking players. If you, if you go to see them in training, it's, it's mind-blowing the skills that they can perform, you know? Maybe we should just have the YouTube channel. We should just do trick shots and... and, and... <laughs> in like training competitions. I mean, those, those are money makers. I mean, that sounds like something God would be interested in at this point, well, if we're going to I mean, generate revenue. 
I, I think we've got to think of some way of doing something other than like changing formation 16 different times. I mean, that's another thing that I find really, really hard to follow because I don't, I mean, people were talking about this sort of four, two, four, two or something formation that Saints were going to play under Hasenhut. And I don't, I don't even know how that's being implemented, like a midfield pivot and everything. Well, you need, you, you know, that's, you, you can say these things, but it's putting them into action. And that's driving me a little bit mad at the moment, you know, this press from that was the other thing we weren't even pressing yesterday for christ's sake you know that's like the minimum that you'd expect yeah. from a team struggling and we weren't even doing that so no it, you know five three whatever four seven nine whatever bloody formation you want just you know just get the ball press and just have a shot at goal <laughs> I, I think those numbers you rattled off were actually the number of shots everton had uh in in the match yesterday unfortunately um the goal we give up early on, like we said, there's no response. At, at halftime, we do make a change. Buffal comes on. Buffal looks to be great. I didn't think uh, Janapo had a great match or a great first half. I thought he was pretty bad. Um, looked, he's just so he's just so skinny, he's so young, he's so lanky, yeah. and like, well, that's uh, it, man. But, like he's young, and you can't expect him to deliver every match, right? Right, right, and, and so and you you have to give him time, like so. I I. I have it down in my notes that he, that he had a poor first half, but at the same time, he's young and you want him to go out and try things. The worst thing a, a young attacking player could do is just hang out, you know, uh, yeah. on the byline and just wait, you know, and just yeah. go like, actually, I'll just I'll just chill over here because I don't I'm afraid to make a mistake. Like that's not what you want. So, yeah. um, let him go try things. But Buffal comes on, uh, creates the chance, runs the ball down after you know, it comes out for the header, but manages to put the cross in and and Ings, you know, taps it home, which is is great and. Um, and we're back in it. And then Everton, we talked about response earlier, Everton respond and, and they yeah. come back and they get on top of us again and, and they kind of don't stop until they get a goal. And then, yeah. and, and, and on that funny goal, that. Yeah. What's that? go ahead. So no, it's funny that because that's how football should be. <laughs> you go a goal down, you're meant to respond, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit mine. I just, you know, but I mean, I mean, you more than anybody, I think would experience the highs and lows of this club. And I, I think that, you get the chance to dilute that over several decades like I have. And now it's just, it's becoming a real hangover now. It's, it's a promise of the best paracetamol you're ever going to have to cure your hangover. It comes yeah. in, it's, it's failed. Oh, it's, it's rubbish. It's not even, it's, it's baking powder. It's not even paracetamol. I want real painkillers, man. I want, yeah. I want like, who do I want in? I want anyone. I want Allardyce in to, to sort this out. I want, um, Oh God! What's his name? Mourinho. I can't believe I forgot his name. Mourinho. In anybody, obviously, that's never going to happen in a million years. But um, you know, just we keep having these promises. You know, oh, this guy's going to sort it out. Oh, this player's going to come in, and and then we lean on people like Gineppo more than I've. I, I can't even believe it. Um, Hassan Tariq was on the uh, Ugly Inside the other day, saying like, you know, we'll get Gineppo uh, back, and blah blah blah. That'll give us something. It's like. But he's a, he's a baby. Well, not a baby, but you know he's 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 totally unproven. He's he's had a couple of really awesome goals and a couple of really awesome games. But that's that's not going to help us. One player, you know, unless it's Matt Letizia, who can he scores every single game, um, and he he literally held us up for for fourteen years or whatever it was, and that's real, not much of an exaggeration. Behind that, behind Matt was a solid team. You know, a solid, solid lineup, and we haven't got that. So you can have as many Gineppos as you as you like, but it's not going to save you unless your team's solid. Yeah, well, I, I think coming into today or into Saturday, um, 
this is the problem with me staying up and, and talking. I can't remember what day it is. Uh, <laughs> so coming into Saturday, I think Geneva had had four shots, scored two goals. Uh, no, so now he's up to five shots, scored two goals. Though it's not like he's he he was pretty good about it. He almost put a shot out for a throw today, which is great. Um, <laughs> some, but, some days are diamonds, some days are rock. That's and, and like like we said, like I said, it's it's fine. Like he he is going to make mistakes and I want him on the pitch because he is exciting. He is a little bit of a spark and we need that because we didn't didn't do anything because we have players just go missing. Like I, I forgot Nathan Redmond was on the pitch today. Like he, he was just kind of absent. Um, I don't don't even know whose fault that is, man, because it's really hard, isn't it? Because you can say Nathan Redmond had a bad game and Ginepa had a bad game, but you don't know what the week of training was like before to lead up to this. You know, you're seeing like the tip of the iceberg with every single match. You don't know what's happened it, what the manager's been saying, uh, you don't know the chemistry, the, the setup of it all. So it is, it's really hard, isn't it? Because you look at Nathan Redmond, you go, he's he's normally our real try-hard player, yeah. next to like Shane Long, but scores goals. And it's hard to sort of fathom who you blame with that. And it's sad because then you start blaming individuals and they're all individuals, they're all decent human beings. You know, it's hard to sort of berate someone for no real yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we see, like you said, so little of these guys, actually, you know, this is 90 minutes of their week, maybe two hours of their week where they are fully professionals. They are doing this. They don't do this eight hours a day because you can't do that to your body, but like they are doing this day in, day out there. You know, they come in, they work on the training ground, they Mm -hmm. do extra practice, they go to the gym, they run, they do all of this other stuff that we don't see. And it's hard to know what the tactical kind of setup is or what they were being asked to do that was slightly different than last week that maybe they're not fully comfortable with. And so they wind up making mistakes. And, and, but, but I I guess just at this point in the season, because we've gone through it so many times, because it's been now, is this the fourth manager that we've kind of had, like, like where things haven't gone well, that it, it gets to the point where you just go like, well, what are we, what are we doing? Like, how is this, how is this going to, to, to get better? Because I don't think that simply removing Ralph does it? I think no, the players stay the same. Yeah, right? well, we had that with Hughes. Yeah, well, I mean, when when um, um, what's his name? Not um, Pellegrino. Pellegrino. When he was replaced by Hughes, I think we were all very excited. Not not necessarily excited, but we thought, okay, fine. It's not Allardyce. It's like a side pass from Allardyce. It, it's, right. it's kind of not the the biggest insult. So, and 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 he came in and cracked a few heads. I hate that expression, but it, it's true. You know, he did. He faced down Buffal in the dressing room, for, for, uh, and and I. Okay, a lot of us were like, I don't particularly like bullying at all on any level, but for some reason in sport that seems to motivate and sort players out, and it seemed to run out, run throughout the whole team that that element of right Hughes is a no nonsense manager, and it and it worked, didn't it, for a little while, and then I remember sitting on the Saints FC podcast with with Tom and going, let's get him in, let's give him the job, he's earned it. It's complete nonsense. He didn't earn the earn the job. We we knew what he was about. He 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 came in and did a job kept us up now let's get a let's get a better manager and now we've got that better manager oh wow how's that going it, it, what do you do you, you know you can't keep uploading new software into a knackered computer and hoping that it's going to make it better um i'm, I'm looking at my uh, dell 1998 uh, laptop here as i say that and uh, no i i don't know so you're absolutely right and i just feel so desperately sorry for those players that are really genuinely trying so damn hard because 
you can you can imagine right going all money aside that they get paid they turning up to training and going i want to be a better football player i want to progress my career i've come to southampton with that in mind because that over the past four or five years has been the model at saints and 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 then something happens on match day where that all falls apart or something very weird is happening and then they're not having they don't have the courage or there's not the facility to talk up at training and go look man this this isn't working because of x y and z and we just feel as a group that could we try it this way or 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 something and i don't know what ralph's like as a a guy i mean we all love him to pieces um right but how long do you say we love him to pieces before we have to say what what's going on ralph you know (laughs) but just like you said man i don't i don't think getting rid of him is going to solve a damn thing yeah yeah uh, it, it leaves us in kind of a, a weird spot. Um, and I'm just glancing at the table here. Uh, and it, it, it's not, it's not great. You know, we're on eight points, uh, to this point after, after 12 matches, um, yeah. we are now a full kind of win, uh, out yeah. of, of getting out of the relegation zone because well, three, I think. Because there's three points, isn't there between us and Villa. So if Villa do the business tomorrow, then it, then it goes to five, I think five points clear. Uh-huh. Um, so with five points adrift. Yeah. And, and, and that's not great. I mean, it, saying it's not great doesn't, doesn't do it at all justice. Um, and and then uh, to make matters worse, the team I, I, I kind of, not that I want a team other than us to win the Premier League, but the team I definitely think has the best chance of winning besides Liverpool uh, is now in fourth place. Uh, yeah. And they could go into this international break in fourth place. Uh, City need to win tomorrow uh, or today for you. Uh, or people will have already heard this. This is getting cut out, um, but that's okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll leave it. Um, but let let's answer some questions because because okay. why not? Um, the sun's coming see. up here, by the way, so it starts to just get light outside. So does is it nice? Freak, does that freak you out? Um, no, it's it's grey. It's grey, mate. This is London. This is England. You know, it's like just grey all the time. I'm joking. <laughs> it's no for for me. It's a. Uh, this is not the the weirdest time. The the weirdest time I've ever recorded was way back the first time Glenn Delacour was on the show. Um, yeah. He, I said, you know, you know, what? Give me some times that work for you, and he's like, nine a.m. my time, and I kind of went like, no, you know, nine minus eight is one. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but I I did. I he's the guest. I I didn't want to say no, and when I got on the phone, the first thing he says is like, Matt, why don't you say something like. You got to say something. You can't do that. Like you can't go like, yeah, 1 a.m. is totally fine. Like you, <laughs> you don't do that to yourself. So I haven't done that to myself since, but. I was like that with my podcast as well. You know, you, you do just like, I'm, I'm, you know, interviewing Ken Clark or Michael Hasseltine. I'm going to have to do it on their time. It doesn't matter what right. time that is. Um, God. Okay. So we have one from the ugly inside here. Let's just go with this because we need some lightheartedness here. Uh, <laughs> he says, so what's the pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? Uh, that would probably be, um, F because it's my favorite swear word and it's the only swear word you can use to describe saints and our position at the moment if you put an ed at the end of it. Yes, yes, I'm I'm yeah. there with you. Uh yeah. I like that I like that word quite quite a lot actually. Um Yeah. Let's see. Uh from Kevin, uh, Moscow Mush Saint Kevin. He's one of the guys that does the in that number podcast. Uh uh-huh. for those of you who aren't familiar with. He says uh can you give any of the? Can you give a pirate name to any of the current Saints first team players? Oh my God, a pirate name to any of the first team. That's that's a good one. Um, 
well, geez, I'd have to really think about that one uh, long term. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, like the pale rider uh, for James Wall Prowse because he's like, pale as in weak and doesn't really ever do anything. Um, <laughs> and the aimless, aimless fellow that he is, we don't really know what he's about. He scores an occasional absolute wonder free kick, but that's that's it. Um Jeez, but Pale Rider sounds more like something out of a motorcycle gang. So I'm yeah, a bit, yeah, I'm lost. Am I? I'm, I'm going to pick that up on Twitter and, and think on on, okay. on that one. I think. All right, yeah, we'll do it. Do it on the episode post, and we'll we'll get some conversation going. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to ask you. I mean, you think about think about some of the guys we have out alone. Would you would you call any of those guys back? That's another question from the the guys at the at the in that number podcast. And and there's a, a really good question we got on Instagram that I just I don't know if we have. Uh, it's hard to to think about like because we we can say because they were kind of asking about who you know who's who's to blame or who needs to change or you know from the top down do we just everybody you know like light it on fire and start over and and the truth yeah. is i just don't have a i don't have a good answer for that um well no i don't think anyone does because the the, the whole um fallacy around oh we'll just get someone else that we'll just get a loney or an academy player in from Who's that's been loaned out? Call him back, call him back. Uh, blah blah blah. Get uh, Sims back. Hesketh. No, we've tried them, doesn't work. Move on, guys. You know, they're, they're, they're good players, but you can't put them in the middle of a, um, a poop storm like a relegation battle and expect them to just flourish. It doesn't happen. They haven't, yeah, they haven't got like you can with Rashford, you can with those kind of players because they've got a quality base around them, they've got amazing. Okay, obviously using as United as an as a, you know an amazing example is is, is incorrect because they're not. But but you know you can put Foden in, can't you, for City, Man City, and go he he does well because yeah. he's got unbelievable support around him. Right. You know, putting the weight of the world on these on these guys is incorrect, and it's not the way that you blood players at all. Obviously, if they are amazing, you know, like Adam Lallana, whoever. But Lallana and all that, they, they grew up playing like League One, right? You know, they, they had the opportunity to be, you know, to play against opposition that were not so hot and to yeah. be kind about it. So really, at the end of the day, we uh, we either go for, a, in my opinion, we just go for a Giroud kind of figure. I, I was always in favour of getting him in uh, last season. Uh, just, uh, I think maybe, I don't think it'd even be a lot of money. I, I think his wages would be the issue. And, and yeah. whether or not he'd be willing to take that step down. But I think we've got the right personnel at the club and the right manager to actually excite a player like that. Just go, look, you know, we're, we're the start of the season. We're, we're starting over. This is our plan. We could use you. You know, you, you'd be like the focal point, uh, etc. So really pump up his ego. I'm, I mean, I'd, I don't know how it goes down, but I mean, I would say that that would have been the way to go. Instead, you know, we buy these sort of 15 million average kind of players that are totally untested in the Premier League. Sure. And and look where we are. And then we go, no, 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 call the academy players in. Call the, call the you know, um, reserve players in. They're brilliant. They're not getting the shout. They'll rescue us. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's clear that we need something to change. But it, there's, yeah. there's, you everywhere you look, there are kind of red flags around all, all, all of the things, which is not, is not. A, a great feeling for as a as a fan because it does kind of feel like we're we're going down and it's it's yeah it's it's not even Thanksgiving here like we yeah. we well, shouldn't be problem. singing Christmas songs yet I know you guys don't celebrate but uh you know it's it's not yeah. I don't want I told the kids like no no Christmas carols until after Thanksgiving and like <laughs> and like probably no relegation talk until after Thanksgiving but right now man it's like 
it's it's where we're at. This is where we're at. And oh, this yeah. is not. Yeah, there's no getting away from that. This was um this was a as it's not a must win. Uh, we're not at that stage of the season, but it's it, it's pretty much it's as close as to that as you can get without actually saying it because it. But when are you going to say it? You know, because the running we have right now is favourable to us. Yeah, we know it's been tough, but if it was favourable to us, and we're at home against a team that I've seen a couple of times, I've seen these guys Everton a couple of times on the telly this season, and they are appalling. They are rubbish. Yeah. They are completely inept. They're like absolutely no belief in their in their system, and and there's nothing, no no hiding that they're dull. They're dull as dishwater, and we made them look like not world beaters, but we just made them look like they're a pretty decent uh, five, six, you know, sixth place team in the Premier League, which they are not. Right. And right. How, how and if they were, been? if they were, it would have been a lot. The scoreline would have been a lot more lopsided because they oh had twenty four shots. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I saw Leicester as well last night against Arsenal, and then and Leicester were amazing. And so that was not a, they. That was not a fluke. The only reason that game wasn't six or seven was just millimeters and inches and mild deflections. Yeah. It, you know, we could have lost against Leicester three or four nil, uh, and but it was nine. So and yeah. Arsenal could have easily lost, but like by that cricket score. But yeah. I've um I've I've got to probably make a move in a minute, Matthew. Because yes, um, yes, you you should, and uh, I I can only hope that uh like a lot of the films that I grew up watching, that Saints uh, season has some sort of redeeming value that it, yeah. that it gets, well. uh, it reaches that. Um, and I hope I hope that your day goes well, and as the sun <laughs> comes up and and your family uh, rises, I hope that. Uh, all is well, and we get to do this again sometime. Yeah, me too. It'd be absolutely fantastic. You could probably hear my daughter in the background. Actually, she wants in on this. All right. Um, well, she's she's on the show. She's the youngest ever. Uh, <laughs> she's a she's a real sto- uh, like a real stonker as well. She comes in and starts throwing stuff around. She's a lot like, like me it. actually. But there's no reason to. For me, like I've had to learn how to control my rage. Yeah. You know because of. The, <laughs> hey, do you want to say something, pal? <laughs> because of because of saints. Yeah, but like I, I think it, I, I can't think it was under Pellegrino. I think it was under Hughes when we were just sell, you know, surrendering um, leads. That was our, that was our thing, wasn't it? We'd go one 0 up and then just end up losing. Yeah, just you know, conceding really quickly or just conceding right at the end of matches, what have you. Now I'm just I just laugh at it when I was on a WhatsApp group with a bunch of Saints fans, and um, that's right, pal. And um, yeah, when we were going nine nil down, it was after th- after three three nil. It was actually just kind of pleasant, just chilling out and watching Leicester score some really great goals. Right, right. Which is obscene. Who wants to be in that position? <laughs> no, it's not where I thought. It's not where I saw myself. No, you know, oh it's God. there's that meme going around. You know, that sitting around the table, just who thought we would be here? It's like not us. You know, yeah, yeah. Especially but, not you, my friend. Oh my God, where you we know, are. you picked us up in the glory days. You lucky did. guy. You lucky guy. God. Well, okay. All right. William, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you, Matthew. It's been such a, it's been a really great, a great honor to be on your fantastic show and, and talk, talk through, talk through all the malaise of saints and my film. No, it's, it's a uh, pleasure is all mine. And I, and we'll, we have to do it again soon. Sooner this is taking way too long. So thank nice you. Nice one. Okay, mate. That does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to William Porteous. You can find him on Twitter at pirate underscore ST. You can get his film, The Name, at somedaysardiamonds.co.uk. 
or at facebook.com forward slash the name film. Um, his email address is also in the show notes in case you want to get a hold of him. It's Talk Saints or film, or maybe you just need your garden tended to. He can also do that for you if that's what you're looking for. And although this episode may not have followed the typical format of the show, if you're interested in consistency, don't watch Saints. Although they have been doing essentially the same thing for the last three years. So hopefully uh, we turn that around. We're trying to break the cycle. That's what we're really trying to do here. Uh, get us out of the rut. But uh, anyway, as always, we'll be back next week with another episode of the show. But uh, this show wouldn't be possible without a number of people helping out from William and joining the show and all of the guests to all of you who send in questions uh, that help the show move forward. Um, and our partner, the Southampton page. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, that's where you should go for all of your Southampton FC news and needs because the podcast only comes out uh, once a week. The newsletter that comes out on Fridays only comes out once a week and lots of stuff happens in between. For that, there is the Southampton page. They also provide you with in-game coverage that helps to keep you up to date with what's happening around the club. Uh, the logo for the show is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram, and all music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Ponyton Bear. A uh, special shout out to all of the patrons of the show who help make sure this happens each and every week. Uh, your small financial contribution uh, helps ensure that all the hosting is taken care of and that we can continue to do the show even when times are tough. So we're off to the international break now. We will be back next week with another episode. So be sure you're subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts uh, to be sure that you don't miss it. Uh, for all of those links and more, visit SouthamptonDelivery.com. That's it. Until next time, remember that together, we march on. <laughs>